because we had reached elite status in one arena, we think that we're just going to be elite in the next, which we will because we've got soft skills like discipline, hard work, stuff that you can't coach, but it takes time. And we have to give ourselves grace and not think that, oh man, I can't do it just because I'm not good at it yet. You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 162, episode number 280. Thank you so much for being here. I'm always full of gratitude for having you here for yet another episode. I never take it for granted. Today's episode was incredible from start to finish. It was... Uh, it's pretty emotional and very informative, both at the same time. I say informative because there's a lot of great things here that you can apply to your own life. That's one of the things we talk about, just not listening to these episodes, but actually taking information, not just being inspired, but being transformed. <laughs> I love this. So my guest today is Daryl Stinson, and he played college ball, and then uh, he had a life changing injury he couldn't play anymore and went through some dark times and attempted suicide luckily he is a survivor obviously he is here with us today but not to take it lightly because his story is incredible and he does share it with us today so i love being able to talk about that and how he is helping other people after having experienced this when i ask the question why do you help people is one of the most impactful answers that i have heard and then like i said he gives us actionable steps the things we can actually apply to our lives so remember you can find this episode and all other episodes, the conversations, the contemplations on ChristophLewis.com forward slash podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps, head over to YouTube, subscribe. That'll be massively helpful. And also sharing this podcast with a friend and head over to Apple podcasts or iTunes and rate five stars and tell me what you like. And if you don't like something, I'd actually love to hear too. I'm totally open to suggestions and opinions. Just don't be a jerk. So without further ado, welcome to the Christoph Lewis podcast, create your career. Hey man, I'm so excited. Thank you for everybody tuning in. This is going to be a blast. That's what I love to hear, like right out the gates, like right off the blocks, just coming with the heat. I really appreciate that because one of the things I always say in the beginning is just, I am so excited to be here every single time. And I was just telling you, I've cut the frequency back just a little bit in the podcasting and I've just found myself really missing these conversations and I look forward to them even more so. It means a lot to have you on here, and I know we're going to get into it a little bit, but you deal a lot with athlete transition, and I just, I, I latched onto that, man, because I saw that in of myself, of my military transition, and all the other people I talked to, and quite frankly, to answer one of your questions offline, like, kind of who am I trying to help, is, is not only people that are transitioning out of the military, but just people going from career to career, or job to job, and, and articulating to them, or highlighting to them through my guests that it's possible. You know, it is possible. And there's a plenty of organizations out there like yourself. And I can't wait to hear more about it that are helping people in all these ways. You're helping athletes. There's places out there that are helping military people and civ to civ. So things like that. So before we get into the rest of the episode, could you please give us like a quick intro about yourself? Yes. I'm Daryl Stinson. I'm a thought leader in athletic transition, uh, former division one athlete from CM CMU fire up chips. Got to throw <laughs> that out there. 
um, you know, hip hop artist, pastor. Uh, but I always tell people that more importantly, I'm a suicide survivor. Mm. Uh, that's important because it, it defines my appreciation of life. Um, and and uh, I, I just, you know, on the front end, want to tell people that, you know, your life matters um, and your legacy matters. And so uh, I am very gifted at helping misfits turn their pain into purpose and profit. Uh, our organization, Second Chance Athletes, which I'm the founder and CEO of, helps athletes transition out of sports. Uh, we do it through coaching, uh, providing resources. We're la we've launched a legacy league for anybody who's looking to build something beyond them that impacts generations to come. And uh, just, just really trying to be a, a resource for people. I want to be known as the most resourceful person on the planet. I love that. And I love how you said impact generations to come. I mean, there's so much wealth of knowledge there, but I love like not just setting your, your mind on what can I change now, even though that's very important and the small changes are really important and they add up and they make big impact. But why not say like, let's make a generational impact because that, that is just, I think I've had a lot of these conversations and I haven't heard somebody say, let's make a generational impact, something that's going to last for our children's children's and our children's children's children and on and on and right. on. And then even more so, I appreciate you sharing that you're a suicide survivor and, and, you know, saying things like your life matters, because I think a lot of times, and, and, and especially as recording this in May of 2020, like there, there's some crazy times going on and uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of isolation and there's a lot of uh, not even just physical isolation, but maybe thought isolation where you're not even able to talk to other people. So, I think yeah. when somebody experiences what you've experienced and you survived and you've thrived through that, you know, people are going to listen to you. You know, people are going to listen to somebody that's experienced what they've experienced. Are, are, you, are you finding that you're able to connect more and have more of an impact because of that? Yeah, absolutely. I actually was doing an interview the other day and we were talking about this and I said, I got to have the right heart about it because sometimes <laughs> like, you know, like you ever had an argument like with somebody and you and you were right. But you couldn't prove it right then. And then later on, you found out, like, <laughs> see, I was right. You want to throw it in their face all the time. And I feel like that's happened with a ton of people. So when I was doing marketing consulting, dude, I couldn't sell fast enough. Like it was like flying off the shelves. Everybody wants to increase their visibility and increase yeah. the revenue and the reach. But when I started doing athletic transition and, and mental health coaching, it was almost like people were like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to play for counseling, you know, give me the you know, the business tips and, and the strategies and stuff like that. I'm like, this is the business tips and the strategy. Like there's a leader's skills and there's a leader's core. A leader's core is far more important than the leader's skills, but they were like, mm, I'll take the, the, the ad, the ad campaign. And so what happened? Um, so I was getting all that prior to the pandemic. We still had clients and stuff, but it was just, it was always like convincing them into what matters more. Mm. Right. And then now pandemic hit mm. and it's flipped. Mm. Now they're like, hey, that mental health coaching thing? <laughs> can you can, can you talk about that? I'm like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. Um, so so I have seen a shift in because here's the thing. Now people who have never really noticed it or, or slowed down enough are are now experiencing a lot of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. and, and so now it, it, it evens the playing field out a little bit. So it's not just you know, the people with mental illness, it's not just, you know, uh, the, the former military veterans and the athletes, it, it's and the divorcees. Mm -hmm. Now it's all of us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are struggling in our minds. Yeah. So let's talk about it. And I love it because it's it's getting rid of a lot of stigmas around mental health and mental illness. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's 
enabling us to talk about it more. Yeah, it, it's nice. And I know we're physically quarantined, but I have really noticed, and I, I and I swear by this, that there has been more of a connection, right? I mean, we have Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Skype, all these things that are out there and we're able to leverage to be able to communicate. And I know I've had more masterminds. I've had more just mentor calls, mentee calls, all these things going on there. So I don't know about you, but I would say like, yeah, we are physically isolated, but at least make the effort to, to connect with other people. And there are other people out there. There's so many platforms to be able to connect. And I don't even just mean these streaming devices, but I mean, all of the social media platforms and and leverage those tools for good, you know, for something good. Yeah. So I, I, you know, love I was that. thinking about that. I was like, why is that? Because we know that social distancing doesn't mean social disconnection. Sure. And, and and here's what here, here's what I, I figure why people are connecting a little bit more is because if you think about it, what gets in the way of face to face communication? Technology. Mm. Y'all, you're on your phone. You know, you're watching TV. You're not paying attention to me. And then now we're communicating through that. So it's like I can't like FaceTime you and text at the same time. Mm-hmm. It requires me to focus. And I think that's one of the reasons why we feel more connected during this time mm-hmm. because we're actually paying attention and being mindful. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that's a great way um, to to live a more mentally healthy life is be more mindful. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. So funny. yeah, I'm with you, man. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I love that example. And I, it's just, it's just funny how things unfold. And I, I understand it's, it's not, it's, it's tough. It's really tough for some people. But I would just encourage people to, you know, to use these things that we're talking about. So I kind of want to shift back into more of like, I want to talk about more of your transition because one of the things that I found really interesting about your story is that you found purpose while you were in recovery. So you not only had, I feel as if there's like multiple transitions going on here there's there's multiple transitions going from one from mil or from um athlete right to what into what you're doing now and then there's this transition uh throughout this recovery so i don't know if we want to tackle them separately or you know in totality but i would love to learn or hear more about your mindset speaking of mindset through these times, through these challenging times, maybe they were challenging, maybe they're not. I don't want to put words in your mouth and of how you perceive yeah. them, but can you walk us through, uh, just, just pick one. Maybe we have time to talk about both, you know, of course, but I'd love to hear more about that. Oh man. All right. Let's open up this can of worms. Let's do it. So, uh, I'll cover transition in general. Okay. Right? So, um, because that's the common thread between, you know, my addiction, mm-hmm. uh, which was addiction to opioids, um, that I got subscribed, uh, subscribed to from, uh, playing sports and having a back injury. Wow. There was me being an athlete transitioning from athlete to professional. Sure. Um, there was also, um, which I don't talk about as much, but the transition from being a drug dealer, mm. uh, which I did to cover my medical expenses, Holy. um, to being a person of integrity and a man of faith. And so you're talking a complete identity overall here. Yeah, that's a that's a lot, man. That's a lot. But, but what a good it example is. are you of of that it is possible? Yeah, it is possible. Um, you know, I think one of the most mo- most challenging things about that transition is is embracing the unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we as an athlete, and you know this um, as a as a veteran that you develop a elite skill set. I mean, I'm looking at your wall right now. You've got so many guns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one, I'm scared. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm talking to the right guy, man. Uh, people look at my size and they say, hey, you can be my bodyguard. I'm looking at their guns. I'm like, that's my body. 
I didn't think you, I didn't think you'd notice. I mean, I guess you got to be watching on YouTube, but. But but with all of those, you can probably take take it off the wall, assemble it, shoot it in a in in an extremely fast time. Because you have repetitively practiced that skill. Sure. I I I, I can still, and you know, I'm older now. I can still line up. Like the other day, I was working with some. Uh, not the other day, like a couple months ago, uh, was uh, at at a high school, and there's some athletes, you know, some high school kids. I'm like, let's go. And instantly, like all that practice came in into play here's the problem when you're transitioning from one realm to the next from one career to the next uh you you have no clue what you're doing mm-hmm. you don't know what it's i didn't know what it was like to be a professional i could run fast jump high i'm not trying to f- send a follow-up email <laughs> you, you see what i'm saying i haven't yeah. practiced like that i haven't put in those what they say what 300 3, hours or whatever that research is yeah so so I, I think embracing the unknown, recognizing that, like, I literally have started at the bottom of a new industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting over in a relationship, whatever it is. Like, I'm not experienced at this. And giving yourself grace to learn, to fail, remembering what it was like to stumble, to ride a bike. Nobody just hops on a bike and start mm-hmm. riding it. But because we had reached elite status in one arena, we think that mm-hmm. we're just going to be elite in the next, which we will. Because we've got soft skills like discipline, hard work, yeah. stuff that you can't coach. But it takes time. And we have to give ourselves grace and not think that, oh, man, I can't do it just because I'm not good at it yet. Yeah. And so um, and that was huge for me, really embracing the unknown. Uh, the other thing is, and, we, and you know this, man, like like finding people who are successful in what in this new area, like in this new arena, like who has transitioned well? Like so for me, I had to find business mentors. I had to find professional mentors. I had to find writing coaches, like people who were experts at the things I was trying to do. Like I was a terrible speaker. Yeah. I'm not saying that to be humble. I was, I was god awful. I have video to prove it, <laughs> and I had to be a student of the game. And so, you know, just learning, man, and and surrounding yourself by people who already have what you want, and just and just sitting at their feet, and then getting those hours in, just like you mm-hmm. did in the area that you were more proficient at, mm-hmm. and that really helped me transition. Yeah, I, I continuously being patient with yourself, and I love how you said give yourself grace. I think a lot of times, like. I would consider myself patient, but a lot of times with myself, I just don't give myself enough credit or give myself enough slack. And I know it's good to be on top mm-hmm. of yourself and, and keep yourself honest and have integrity with your intentions and, and keep pressing forward. However, you know, sometimes I think, you know, the world can be hard on us, but sometimes yeah. we're harder on ourselves than yeah. the world, you know? And it's just, it's so good. And it's so nice for me to be able to hear that. Like, you will be the expert. And I, I love, you know, these are strategic words, in my opinion, or you will, you know, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, you might be if you try it. And, you know, you have mm-hmm. to be have this patience and give yourself grace and understand that, that you will and you what I'm getting from this is that you must believe you must believe that you can achieve. And you have to have these people around you. And I love talking about mentorship as well. And of course, you have people around you that, uh, like you said, oh, okay, Transition is hard, no matter what I'm doing, no matter if you're an athlete to a business person or matter you're military to a business person or whatever it is, no matter where you're going, who's done that? And like going back to social media again, let's leverage LinkedIn, let's leverage Facebook, let's leverage all of these different things 
find these people. It's so easy, guys. If if you're if you're listening and you go to LinkedIn and you just whatever you want to do, like if you need athlete transition, you could find somebody like Daryl here literally just by typing in those two keywords within LinkedIn search. And if you're having trouble with whatever you're doing, or if you have hesitation or apprehension to make the leap, or at least start to take that first step forward, it can be solved leveraging technology. And then you'll find somebody like Daryl that has done it and is helping other people. And which leads me into my next point of, I love having guests and I only have guests on here that help other people. I love highlighting people that help other people because I just think it's the gift that keeps on giving. So it sounds like an easy question. It sounds obvious, but Daryl, why do you help people? Because me asking the question, when you answer, your answer will promote the act throughout everyone that's listening. You know, why should I help people? Why do I help people? Why do you help people? I help people because I'm extremely grateful to be alive. Mm-hmm. When I survived my suicide attempts, uh, I told God, <laughs> make my life worth living. Mm. You did not save me from suicide so that I can be average and, and, and just live a cozy, comfortable life and not make an impact or a difference. Clearly I'm alive to be helpful to others to be inspiring to others, man. And, um, I I really, and that's where the, 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 the true heart, and I don't get to say this often. So thanks for giving me this little, um, transition here. Uh, but people always ask about the name second chance athletes. They're like, is it former like athletes who went to prison? (laughs) Like, like, no, it actually came because I felt like I got a second chance at life. Mm. Mm. And, and, um, I did all the wrong stuff. And I actually tried to end it. And I felt like, you know, like a near-death experience, like it was. And, and, and now, now I have life. Like, so the life that I was living is completely, like, I gave that away. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I gave that up. I tried to end that. And I got it back as a gift. So why not give my life to the world? Like, and so one of the things that I'm extremely passionate about, man, is helping people bring more of themselves to the world. Mm-hmm. I always ask people on a scale of zero to 100, how much of you is the world getting? Mm. I'm talking about quirky you, weird <laughs> idea you, financial you, like everything. Like, like I, I want my life to be an offering. Wow. So that's why I get it, man. Wow. Man, thank you. That was awesome. That's powerful. That's why I love asking that question. Sometimes... Even uh, in full transparency to to you and everybody listening, like I'm like, should I ask this question whenever the the chance promotes or you know gives itself? And you know, I'm always happy that I that I ask the question because everybody's answer is so different and so powerful and so unique to themselves. Mm -hmm. And just being full of gratitude for what you've experienced and then understanding at least to yourself that you don't want to live that live that cozy, comfortable life and being serving of other people. I love it. You said live the zero to hundred, you know, how much have I, am I giving to the world? And it, yeah. it further coincides with a lot of the things that I try to talk about is, is, is one, I going into this, I, I'd love to hear more about actual second chance athletes, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think people just really sell themselves short. And I, I want to know through this, because a lot of people have been where you are. And I think a lot of people sell themselves short. So how can we change the culture that people are actually capable of more in their lives, not just in the military or not just post-athlete, 
how can we change that culture and help people understand that they are capable of more or, or do they have to do it themselves? What do you think? Uh, I think, I think it takes, you know, I I think everybody's path is different. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think intuitively we, we tend to know, I always say this, I I said this on a a show that I did earlier today. Um, They talked about why do I think people settle? Mm -hmm. And I think that people settle because I think settling is a product of numbing. Here's what I mean. We're working a nine to five or we're working or we have our own business. Right. And we're doing great things. We're helping people like our life doesn't suck. Like we're doing good things. But we know there's more. We know there's more. And instead of exploring it, we we numb and we go, "Ah, I'm just going to ignore that. (laughs) I'm just going to ignore that. And I'm just going to keep pressing forward and making money and doing good stuff. And then that numbing leads to settling. And so I, I think we, as uh, being self-aware leaders, can go, let me not numb myself to my own passions and dreams and level of greatness. Let me not settle just because other people know that I'm great. Let me actually push myself, stretch myself. I think we can we can control that. But I do believe, and, and it's because it's been my experience, that sometimes, I always say this, like it's hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle. Mm. And um, I say, for me, um, one of the greatest people that changed my life is my pastor. He, I remember him saying to me, and it's going to sound so simple, but for me at this time, it, it, it was so powerful. He said, I see a leader in you. The reason why that was, was so meant so much to me is because at the time I had just came off suicide. Mm. All I thought, I, I, I knew people that saw the athlete in me and that's all I saw in me. And it was, but it it wasn't just what he said. It was how he said it. I knew he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And it was his belief in me that helped me believe in myself. And I said, huh, what is this more inside me? What does he see that I don't see? And I think that sometimes like you need people in your life who see what you don't see, who's outside of you and goes, man, you know what? Dude, I see a, a, a legacy leader. I see a I see a, a groundbreaking leader. I see an innovator. I see something that you don't see, because we are the most familiar with ourselves. What's natural to us, we take for granted. Mm. My ability to connect with people, I'm like everybody knows how to connect with people. I read John Maxwell's book, <laughs> uh, Winning with uh, People, yeah. <laughs> and in it, I, I remember reading that book, and I, we were going through it with our staff. And all the like type A administrators on the team was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And I was like, this is what I do every day. Like, what is this? this is not a good thing. Until I tried to teach other people how to be more relational. And then I was like, well, in the book, Winning with People, it was natural for me. So I didn't think there was anything extraordinary about it. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's a revolution. I wonder, I wonder what we think is, I wonder if there's a group of people out there who thinks that they're normal and they're average just because they're natural at something. And truly they have extraordinary gifts. Yeah. Yeah, man. But they become too more familiar with some. So we need both, man. We need to be self-reflective as leaders and we need other people who can see in us what we can't see in ourselves. That's, that's so good. And I love it. Cause I love when it's not just a black and white answer. I love it. It's a very, well, life is dynamic by like 
by definition. There's so much things, so many things going on. And to be able to have that outside perspective is just impaired. It's crucial to be able Mm. to do that because you're right. We do take it for granted the things that we do so well. I've been on so many calls with people to where they're, you know, like a carpenter, for example, he was a builder and Mm. he he was really, really good at it. And he didn't think anybody would under know because he's like, oh, it's just easy. You do this, this and this. But as he's describing what he's doing, I'm like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. And that's (laughs) incredibly difficult, you know? So even even whatever you do, you take it for granted and you just don't, Oh, and you discount yourself, right? Automatically. Oh, there's nobody, there's no way that somebody would want to know that. But it's so cool to hear that somebody stepped in your life and and, and they said that to you. And especially, especially after what you experienced, right? Especially after one of the most pivotal, maybe the most pivotal, I don't want to put words in your mouth again, time in your life. And now somebody's coming in and saying something so incredible to where you can change your life. They see something else in me and then you start asking the questions of yourself. So I love that somebody's able to come in there and interject that into your life and really open it up. So I think that's a phenomenal way to answer that question. So uh, now I'd, I'd love to go into more. I'd love to go into more mm-hmm. of second chance athletes and, and learn more about exactly what you're doing there. You know, why did you choose Like we talked about, why are you helping people? So, I mean, why yep. did you take the steps to inc- create a whole organization, you know, like make a company yep. and, and help people in that manner? <laughs> so I was speaking about my surviving suicide and all this, and I was just blowing it up, you know, speaking to athletic teams and, and, you know, everywhere I could speak, you know, and I noticed people were leaving inspired but they weren't leaving transformed. Mm. I People were coming up to me after my speaking engagement saying, oh my gosh, man, I struggled mentally too. Oh man, I was I was with depression. I've got stories where I'm the first person who people told that they were, you know, having mental battles. You know, oh, I was a former athlete too. I was a military veteran, man, this is me, this is my uncle and all this stuff. And then I'm like, oh man, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that with me. So glad it could be inspiring to you. Uh, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no, I, I can inspire from stage, but I, I can only transform through process. And thus, second chance athletes mm-hmm. and second chance athletes is the vehicle through which we can create the transformation mm-hmm. that I talk through inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what does that look like? Well, it takes it takes the, the content that we share and it helps people to apply it to their lives. Um, I, our, our, our main deal is we've got a, a five-step signature framework that helped me go from suicide to success. So when I got to this place in life that, you know, I'm, I'm knocking it out the park, I'm, you know, with influencers, you know, TEDx speaker and all this stuff like, and, and I go like, man, how did I go from suicidal, not thinking I had purpose outside of sports to knowing my purpose, being full and, and, and not, and having a life that's so fulfilled that I would not trade it to be a pro athlete, which is a big strong statement because a lot of people still <laughs> trade that, you know? Um, and I go, and I went, okay, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Here, I'll share the steps with you. Here they are, you know, step number one, accept. Uh, uh, there's the, the five stages of grief. The last stage is accept. In this acceptance stage, we teach you how to skip from step one, <laughs> denial, to, to, to five, which is accepted. Accept. Two, believe. You talked about it. It's hard to build what you don't believe in. Yes. How do, how do I actually develop the mindset where I'm not like trying it out, <laughs> but I actually <laughs> believe it's yeah. reality. 
That's believe. Step number three, which is where most people start and transition, is discover. Discover. What's my purpose? And let me just throw this in there, okay? Uh, I believe your purpose should be as unique as your fingerprint. Mm. I, I hate general purpose statements, okay? And this is just my personal belief, so nobody get offended. Uh, but I don't like, because for me, get this, yeah. I survived suicide. For me, what's your passion? Wasn't good enough for me. My passion was sports. I couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. My purpose is to help other people discover their purpose. Okay, how many people do that? <laughs> you know, I think we should be able to look at your purpose statement and go, that's Daryl. That's that's Jane. Mm. And so discover your purpose. We help people through a series of self-discovery questionnaires and exercises and drills to help them find their unique purpose. Uh, step four, pursue. All right. Everybody's favorite. How do I go after it? You know, smart goals, all that stuff, you know, strategies, business plans, boom, go after it. Build your dreams, career, resume, portfolio, LinkedIn, optimizing, all that <laughs> stuff. Pursue it. Right. The, the good stuff. Right. <laughs> Finally. you know, <laughs> And then the fifth step, which is persistence. And, and, and the only thing I say about this, because every time I talk to athletes about persistence, they're like, oh, check, got it. And I'm like, OK, but it's a difference between being physically tough and mentally tough. Um, and then also we do teach unique strategies. This is not just you got this hang in there. <laughs> That's not what this is, man. Uh, this is uh, here, here's what I tell people. I'll give you a tip. Go back to the hardest season of your life. And ask yourself this question. This is one of the things we teach in our program. How in the world did I make it through? That is your key to make it through every hard transition. Here's what happens. When we go through hard seasons, we're in survival mode. We're just trying to make it. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to get through it. And then we get through it, and then we're like, ah, yes, made it. And then it's like, but I don't know how. So then guess what happens next time we get into some hard uh, survival mode? When we can learn from what helped us be successful and overcome and apply that to this new arena. Mm -hmm. So we help people figure out what that is. And here's the thing, just like your purpose, it's unique to you. Like there might be some transferable principles, but something that helps me might not help you and vice versa. And so it's about finding your unique code. And so we'll build out an Evernote list or a file or notes Mm -hmm. list that helps you to to, to persist. So that's the five steps. Mm -hmm. And and that's really the core of what we do through speaking and coaching and things like that. And then, of course, we have the Legacy League, which just brings industry experts to speak Mm -hmm. into the lives of people to help them build their legacy. Dang, that's really cool. I I love we share a lot of similarity in that of I I actually get called all the time saying on the podcast, like, hey, just so you know, like, especially because I have another segment where it's just me talking and, and trying to help people through that way and offer advice through my own experiences. And that's what it is. It's it's my own life and my own experiences. So I always yeah. say, you know, it, it may not work for you, but it is my hope that you take mm-hmm. at least one thing from here and you're able to apply it to your life through all the other conversations I have with my guests and all the other conversations that I have, you know, everything, right? And, and, and coupled with what you said first was inspired but not transformed. It's one of the things I always wrap up my solo podcast with is saying, you know, you can listen to this podcast, you can listen to all my guests, you can read all these books that we talk about on here, but if you don't apply it, what does it really mean? You may be entertained. Are you not yeah. entertained? You may be inspired. That's great. I'm so happy that I can inspire you that. Wow. Talk about being full of gratitude. I'm so happy that my guests can motivate you and inspire you as well. But what does it really mean when you hang up and you take your earbuds out and you go on and you continue through your life and you've made no change? What, what are you really trying to do? So I love that you've come up with a strategy. I love that you identify that we are unique, like a fingerprint and that your purpose is unique, Mm -hmm. like a fingerprint too. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Daryl, 
I am struggling with exactly that right now. And that is a huge, if not, if not the reason why I'm pulling back on my own podcast right now, so I can further help identify that within myself. And you know what, even more so in congruence with what you were saying earlier, I had somebody step into my life and tell me that because I couldn't see it myself. I couldn't see that I didn't have my unique fingerprint of identifying my purpose. So I, I, I almost, you know, it's really powerful for, for us to end in this, in this manner to hear how applicable it is to even my own life. Wow. And, and it just coincides with exactly wow. what I'm dealing with in my life right now, man. Dude, that's why you're awesome. That's why you're a leader. That's why you're successful. Because that's a level of vulnerability that not many people will share. We're good at talking about like six year ago stuff, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like, oh, I learned this six years ago. But the stuff that's going on right now, Dude. man, I, I still applaud you. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, and, and, and it's two tough. things, though, man. Uh, thing number one is, first of all, like we packaged our um, – purpose discovery step for this pandemic crisis and, and release it at 97 bucks. So at secondchanceathletes.com slash purpose, you can go like grab that and, and dig through it because you know this in, in podcasting that uh, there's the power in asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're trying to figure out like what it is, like it, it, we need a, a series of questions to ask ourselves. And so through my five years of research and, and, and being a geek, um, I've, I've collected uh, what are, you know, 15 to 20 really great questions when you talk about discovering your purpose. So uh, for 90 to 7 bucks, it's a steal. The other thing I would say is, is I'll give you a tip. Uh, and I was going to say this to you. I'm so glad you brought that up <laughs> because um, part of it is exploration, right? Mm-hmm. You said a phrase and I almost like stopped. You. I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you said, you said, I, I always ask myself, should I, should I ask this question? I don't know that right there, my friend, that's purpose. That right there, let me give you a tip. Here's a tip. You ready? Because every time you ask yourself that, the answer is probably, yes, you should. Mm. Should I write that book? Yeah. Should I write that song? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? It's practical because we ask ourselves that all the time. Because like the world or energy, whatever you want to call it, tries to talk you out of the thing you're supposed to do. And a lot of times it's we're afraid of rejection or whatever. And I'm saying just push past that barrier. Sure. Because the, the, the more you try try out that stuff the more the closer you get to purpose mm, mm-hmm. should i mm-hmm. yeah you should yeah. you should Do yeah. ask the question launch the book make the pivot right not for everybody else you know like so i get it you got to niche down but do you uh, do you want to or is that just business advice and, and i get right. it like i, I put out athletes 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 so, like they only speak to that put yourself as a, a transition expert and i'm like okay but i help misfits turn their pain into purpose you don't mm-hmm. got to be an athlete to be a misfit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, should true, I? Man. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take a lot of a lot away a lot away from this podcast, yeah. but I'm going to think I'm just going to yeah, should I? Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> Well, listen, man. Yeah, this, yeah. You know, you're gonna be like president. All yeah. oh, right, I know, right? Uh, thank you, Daryl. I just first and foremost. <laughs> no, man, I appreciate it. So, before we get out of here, um, please yeah. just tell everybody where they can find you. Hey. I don't do this all the time. Hey, if you're serious, shoot me an email. Okay. Hit me up at Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L-L at secondchanceathletes.com. And let's talk, man. Like, whatever way I can help. Like, whatever. If you need more support, whatever. If you need recommendations, whatever. Like, if I can help you, just hit me up. Shoot me an email. Yeah, that's easy. So, uh, you all will be able to find that in the show notes. D-A-R-R-Y-L-L at secondchanceathletes.com. 
and you'll be able to find some other stuff in there as well in the show notes. Daryl, again, man, thank you. This is super powerful. One of my favorite things to be able to do at the end of a podcast is just to be able to see how everything ties together. And um, it's really cool that we just, we nailed it all over here, just uh, in through sharing your own story and then a, a little bit about you know, myself and just seeing how what you were telling or what you were saying was just like, oh man, <laughs> this is what I'm going through right now, man. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you opening up and telling about some vulnerable times in your life as well and how you're working through it and how you're helping people with that. So thank you so much and have a great rest of your night. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah.